Welcome to First Baptist Church. You're listening to the preaching ministry of Pastor Sherman Burkhead. Please check us out on the internet at fbcboron.org. Hi there, this is Pastor Sherman Burkhead, and this is Grace and Truth, a devotion that is meant to encourage you and to challenge you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ through a time in the Word and time in prayer. And as always, we begin our time together with gratitude. The truth is that we all have a lot to be grateful to God for. And I just want to take a quick moment to share with you some of the things I'm grateful for. And today, I'm especially grateful to God for the rain. Now, I know the rain's inconvenient right now. Everything's wet and muddy and it's pushing everybody inside. But the fact is we live in the middle of a desert and it doesn't normally rain here so much. Um, But we have had an exceptionally wet season, which has been keeping us out of this drought that we were in a few years ago, which is a blessing all by itself. But not to mention, it's making everything so beautiful. I mean, everything is green right now, which is incredible for the desert. And then there's wildflowers everywhere you go, all the way up in the mountains, um, all the way out to Lancaster, where you have the poppy reserves. And even out here in Boron, there's just these beautiful different uh, hues of gold and yellow flowers everywhere as far as the eye can see. And there's even, if you look closely, big patches of purple. It's a beautiful time of year to be in the desert. And it reminds me of the goodness of God. It's, it's, it reminds me of his creativity and his love for beauty. And one of the common graces that God has given to all mankind, whether you're a believer or not a believer, is the rain and the beauty of creation itself. That is something that God has given by his grace to all mankind. Uh, and I personally am just grateful for that. But what about you? What are you grateful for? I would certainly love to hear from you and what you're thankful to God for in your own life. And you can certainly message me at face, here on Facebook or you can email me at fbcboron at gmail.com. Let us practice gratitude together because gratitude is an important, important principle in our life. Um, now with that, Today is April 9th, 2020, and we, as we've been talking about, are in the middle of Passion Week, which is known as Holy Week, and this is the week that Easter, that leads up to Easter, right? And and today is Thursday, and on this day, two really important things happened in the life of Jesus. First of all, Jesus had the Last Supper um, with his disciples, and this is a picture, this Last Supper is a picture of Christ's sacrifice that he gave of himself to save us. It's the shedding of his precious blood and it symbolizes the breaking of his body, which also reminds us of what the prophet said, that God was pleased to crush him for us. The Last Supper, or as we call it the Lord's Table, such an important um, symbol of what Christ has done for us. It is so important that he said that we need to do this in remembrance of, of him. And this Easter Sunday then, uh, though we are apart from one another, though we can't gather in the building together, we're going to take part in the Lord's table together online. We've never done anything like this before, but we're going to give it a try. And so if you are part of our church family and you live in this community, what we're doing is we're working to provide kits of juice and bread um, so we can take the Lord's table together. And, you know, we have, you know, individually sealed bottles of juice and we are going to package up the bread. Everybody's going to wear, um, you know, gloves and and have their hands washed and, and use hand sanitizer. And we're going to seal it all up to make sure that it's safe for you guys to be able to use. Now, if you are outside of the community, 
and you are a believer, you can also participate with us by picking up some grape juice at your local grocery store and some crackers. And we would certainly love if you would join us this coming Sunday, Easter, for the Lord's table. Now, that's the first thing that, that happened on Thursday. The second thing that happened on that Thursday was during dinner, Jesus did something absolutely incredible something absolutely shocking. And that was, he got up from dinner, he took off his outer garment, put a towel around his waist, and began to wash his disciples' feet. Which, that is the text that I want to share with you today. So turn with me, if you have a Bible, to John chapter 13. We're going to be reading from verse 1 all the way down to verse 15. John chapter 13 Beginning in verse 1, it reads, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart of, uh, out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. It should also help us to see that he was expressing his love to them. During supper, when the devil had already put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the, that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid, outside, he laid aside his outer garment and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. And then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus said to him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterwards you will understand. Peter said to him, you will not, never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except his feet, but it is completely but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you, for he knew who was to betray him. That is why he said, not all of you were clean. When he had washed their feet, he put on his outer garment and resumed his place and said to them, do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you were right, for so I am. If then your Lord, if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. This right here is one of the most important Christian symbols in the Bible. And it really has its roots in something that we need to, to get clear about. And the context is washing people's feet at that time was nasty. Now, I personally think washing people's feet today is nasty. I don't personally like to touch people's feet. That's just me, right? But at that time, washing people's feet was a nasty job because people, when they went to someone's house, it was customary for you to provide a servant to wash their feet. Why? Because they wore sandals or were barefoot. And everywhere they walked, they walked on dirt and they walked through the mud and in things that leave the animals leave behind. Right. And so it was customary. You know, it was it was part of the cultural practice to appreciate somebody by taking care of them, by having a servant wash their feet. And that job was reserved for the lowest of the low member of the household, which was probably the lowest ranking servant. I mean, I can imagine that there were arguments like, OK, wait a minute, I'm the one who 
who gets to shovel the camel stuff, you're the one that has to wash feet because you are the lowest ranking member of the family, right? It was it was a job that was re- reserved for the lowest of low. So it means if you're washing someone's feet, it is a clear sign of submission. It is a clear sign of service. It is a clear sign. I am not the most important person in the room, right? That is why Peter reacts the way that he does. He says, you're not going to ever wash my feet, right? Why would he, why would he say that? Because Jesus was the most important person he knew, and it just didn't seem right that Jesus was going to bow down and wash his feet like a lowly, lowly servant. Now, remember, Jesus said, you know, the, the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve, right? And Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part of me. This is what I'm going to do. And Jesus was making an emphatic point. You see, Jesus said, this is an example for us to do likewise, Right? Jesus said, we need to do the same. The master himself humbled himself to serve his disciples this way. We ought to do the same. Now, let me be really clear. This doesn't mean that we need to wash each other's feet. We live in the modern world. We have tennis shoes. Our feet don't get dirty the same way. And by the way, I just praise the Lord. I don't have to do it that way. But what it means is we should be willing to go to great lengths to serve each other. That's the point. There shouldn't be anything that we wouldn't do to love each other and to help each other and to care for one another. We, as Christ followers, should be willing to serve our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. We should be willing to go to great lengths to take care of each other and to serve each other. As as Jesus said in Mark over and over again, that the greatest in the kingdom is is going to be the one that's last, the slave of all, the servant of everyone. You want to, you want to be great in the kingdom, then get busy serving. And that's the idea. And this is all rooted in love. If you remember, Jesus said, a new commandment I have given you, that you love one another as I have loved you. By this, the world will know that you're my disciples if you love one another this way. Right? We are called not just to love other people. We're called to love our brothers and sisters in Christ with, with Christ-like love, a sacrificial love, a love where we're willing to get dirty, our hands dirty, to love one another, where we're really willing to get down into the weeds and to get to work taking care of each other. That should humble us this, this Easter season. What are your brothers and sisters in Christ lacking right now? What do they need We should be the ones on the forefront, always reaching out to love and care for other people. But I want you to notice something really, really important here. This is is one of the things that I think so many times we look past. I want you to notice that Jesus also washed Judas's feet. Jesus already knew, as it said, who was going to betray him because he's God in the flesh. And make no mistake, Jesus was not some angel that became a man. Jesus was not some created being. He is eternally God the Son. And he didn't give up his divine prerogatives to be here on earth. He knew exactly who Judas was, and he loved Judas and washed his feet the same. Why? Because God is gracious to even those who don't love him. That's why we have common grace. God makes the sun to rise, even on the wicked and the believers. God provides the rain, even for believers and unbelievers. God gives love to all people. We all have loving relationships. We all have families. We all have good days. We all have moments of joy. That's common grace. 
And God, Jesus himself, shows this common grace even to Judas. And we then ought to be like him, which means as Christians, we need to be the most loving people in the planet, even to the ones we know that are going to hurt us, even to the ones that, that we know will despise us. We have no cause at all to be mean. We have no cause at all to be spiteful. We are called to be loving even in the face of great persecution and difficulty, right? Remember, Jesus said, love your enemies. And that love he's talking about is, is agapeo. This is the, the love, the, the love of volition that Christ had for us. We're here to love, we're to pray for our enemies, we're to do good to those who, who despise us. We as Christians are called to be a light for everyone, even the ones that are hard to love, even the ones who are openly standing against us, right? I told you that this is grace and truth, right? The grace is God loves you. The truth is, Christian, you need to step up and love the way that Christ loves. And that means love even your enemies, and that means getting your, your hands dirty and get busy serving. That's what it means. I certainly hope that's been challenging to you because this is a text that challenges me all the time. I, I pray that it has the transformational effect that it, that it should have in, in your life. And I certainly would appreciate your comments. And I certainly appreciate what your thoughts are in this text and what it means to you. Again, you can email me or you can message me. But let's come before the Lord and let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would massage this truth into our hearts and that your people would be the light that shines in the world. We are called to be salt and light, that we're to be a preserving agent, but we're also to be a light that shines in the darkness so that people will see the goodness of, of, of Christ, that they would see that the only hope that the world has is Jesus, that our hope is not to live a pain-free, problem-free life. We live in a fallen, broken world, and the only thing that's going to fix that is Jesus. The only thing that's going to matter is what happens to us in the next life. And I pray, Father, that we would be able to show this love and grace and mercy with compassion, that we'd be willing to do um, the difficult things to serve other people, even the ones that are hard to love, so that you would be glorified and people would see your love and turn and repent and believe the gospel. That is what we're asking for. And Father, we pray right now for um, this virus to run its course and it be done, Lord, that we can get back to normal. We can go and be about our business again, that we can see each other and hug each other and, and shake hands and that we can be a family again. I pray, Lord, for the frontline workers. I pray that you'd protect them from this virus, that you'd keep them safe from harm. I pray, Father, for those who are infected, that you would heal them and give them the medical care that they need, that they would be healed by the by the miracle, miraculous touch of Jesus Christ, Lord, that you would spare their lives, Father. I pray, Father, also, um, Lord God, for, for those who are essential workers, that you would strengthen them and that you would fill them up with your Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, for those who are affected financially, that you would strengthen them as well, uh, that, you, that, Lord, you would provide for all their needs. I pray, Father, for this community. I thank you, Lord, for all the people that, that, that work hard to make all the pieces work. I pray, Father, for revival to break out in our country. I pray, Father, your blessing over the, those who are hurting from lost loved ones. I pray, Father, for those who are struggling in their marriages. I pray, Lord God that you would take care of your people and that you would grow your kingdom through us, Lord, that you would make us a people that are bold, who are willing to go 
and make disciples of all the nations, Lord. We thank you for that. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. You are loved. You were prayed for. And you were deeply missed. We look forward to see, connecting with you. I say seeing you. It's funny, huh? I look forward to connecting with you on the live stream on Sunday for, for Easter. And again, if you... Um, are part of our church family and would like to participate that way, we'd be happy to provide with you a kit. Um, if not, if you're outside of the community, we'd certainly invite you to participate with us online as well. We'd certainly like to hear from you if you are participating with us. So with that, um, this is Sherman Burkett with Grace and Truth. I just want to bid you farewell. Grace and peace. God bless. You've been listening to the preaching ministry of Pastor Sherman Burkhead, a production of First Baptist Church in Boron, California. Our website address is fbcboron.org. And would you please consider partnering with us financially as we work to share the hope and the gospel of Jesus Christ with our community and our world.